Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 57. We are going to be covering a lot on this. We're mainly just going to go over AEW programming results, WWE's backlash, and going over the WWE draft in our mock draft from the last episode. With me this week, my brother William. Welcome back, and uh, happy belated birthday to you. Yay. <laughs> really? Yep. That's all you're going to do is, yeah. Uh, he's giving me the number one, as in he's 41, so. He's more excited about the chair than he was doing the show. I, I would say that seems pretty you, evident you, right you, now. Hey, hey, you never had to sit in that chair. What is it? Was it like a spring singing up out of it or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually squeaked on him every minute he moved. <laughs> the torture and, chair. And he had no armrest. Couldn't lean back or it tried Jeez, to kill John. me. Yeah. You would think I'd provide a better furniture for my co-host, you know? $30, I don't, got my own. Don't invite, don't invite him on the Jericho cruise. Freaking give him shitty chairs and sit in. Damn. I'm oh. sorry to see who the hell brother is. You know what? Nobody asked for your shit. Jeez. Okay. We're going to move on to the other do, two do, hosts. Do you, at least, do, you at least, do you at least get him an autograph when you go on the cruise or... Oh, I gave him an autograph, all right. <laughs> uh, uh, with, also with us, Heather. Hi, Heather. Hi, John, William, and Carlos, and everybody else. <laughs> I'm a little scared with that tone, like she's got this build up to slap us all. She's ready. Uh, yeah, I'm going to slap all y'all. <laughs> Well, and Carlos found her a new gift to use on all of us, too. So. <laughs> that was the game. <laughs> and we also have Carlos. Hey, buddy. What's up, guys? You feeling all riled up still? Yeah, dude. I got, you know, got the, like, Cody song in my soul. <laughs> nice. That crowd, that crowd was hot, man. That was, like, to me, like, that's, that, I was just, the crowd, like, I just, that was like an AEW crowd times ten, and it, I, you know the crowds add so much to the. I knew I knew how it was gonna be, but man, that was electric, electrifying as the Rock would say. Hogan, Hogan, Rock, WrestleMania eighteen vibes going on right there last night. Well, when you got wrestlers all around, not just with WWE, but outside WWE, saying, "Wow, what a crowd!" You, yeah, you know that event hit a home run right there. I mean, and that's the thing too. Like even when they. They put on Bad Bunny, like they put on Bad Bunny in the middle where this should have been the main event. But that crowd didn't. They, it didn't the crowd, the crowd still brought it for the next match, and that's that's a rare. Like, you just see that kind of energy, like still, like even after that big, like emotional, like thing, they still brought the energy. That's that's you know there was there was no cooling moment for them. There was no there was no match they weren't even into. They were into everything and giving giving their all for the whole the whole show. That was really really cool to see. Most definitely. All right. Well, should we get right to it? We got yep. a big episode coming here. So why don't we go ahead and start off with AEW. We're going to cover the results of Dynamite and Rampage. For Dynamite, the opener of an eight-man tag match, we saw the team of Orange Cassidy, Bandito, Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole, Bay Bay, defeating the Jericho Appreciation Society. Soraya gets the win over Willow Nightingale. In a Trace de Mayo battle royale, I don't know what the hell that was all about, the acclaimed and daddy ass ends up being the victors for that. 
Because it was made, it was made third, so they did, so they're tying it in like trust state, so they're tied in the whole three thing. Come on now. Well, was that supposed to be like determine the challengers for the House of Black, or again, it should have been in a one contender match, but it was just, it was just a marketing thing, like Cinco de Mile, Trace de Mile, so three, so trios. It was, it was just a marketing thing, but that Tony probably, you know, came up with after a good line or two or seven. But there was like real, there was like no no real stipulation for the winners of the match. Just no, it, it but was there, just there should have been. It should have just it should have it should have been the it should have been the winner gets the title match at double double or nothing. But there was no stipulation. No. Yeah, I would thought Tony Khan would have had something a little better than just you know. Yeah, I agree. Third of May. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, continuing on, Wardlow squashes uh, was his name Logan Larue or. LaRoe, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, Ricky starts defeats Jutes Robinson in the Four Pillars tag match. Darby Allen and Jungle Boy Jack Perry defeating the team of MJF and Sammy Guevara. And for Rampage, six-man tag, Lucha Brothers and Hijo Del Vikingo defeating Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, and Aaron Solo. Jade Cargill squashes Gia Scott. Mark Briscoe and what I thought was a pretty good match against Preston Vance. And this really shit show of, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. The Firm deletion, the Hardys, Hook, and Isaiah Cassidy defeating the Firm. What Should I go with you first on this one? <laughs> on which one? Uh, all of AEW, period. Um, I really don't have a whole lot to say about it, uh, but I'll go ahead. The Orange Cassidy, uh, Roderick, Strong, Adam Cole, and Bandito versus the JAS. I thought it was a good, solid match. Uh, of course, Cole attacks Jericho afterwards, which is probably what I found to be the more entertaining thing. Just They're going further and further to set that up. Really interested to see how that goes. Uh, Soraya versus Willow Nightingale. It was an okay match. I didn't think there was much to it. And of course, once again, an interference match. It just seems to be overabundant these days. Uh, the trios, Battle Royale. Uh, I really think they went with the right winners, but like you guys said, there there didn't appear to be any point to it. Uh, Wardlow squashes a jobber. I, I don't even have anything to say about it anymore. Uh, Starks versus Juice Robinson. I, I thought both of them did really, really good in this match. Uh, Jungle Boy and Darby versus Sammy and MJF. The biggest thing I wanted to note about that was they did an excellent job of selling the controversy. It's This should be an epic pillars match. Um, Rampage, uh, Lucha Brothers and Vikingo versus QT, uh, Aaron Solo and Willie Hobbs. I thought it was okay. It's just, again, I didn't understand really the point to it. Uh, Jade, another squash match. Why? I, I, I've heard the idea that they're going to be bringing Statlander back soon to take out Jade. And that's about as far as I've heard about it. Well, that was the original plan I thought was to have. Well, yeah, it was supposed to be her, but she ended up injured out, so... Um, 
Mark Briscoe versus Vance. Like you said, John, I thought this was a good match. I think Vance did a really, really good job. I think he's getting better with his focus on singles competition. Well, Vance was a good wrestler before. I just think the more he's one of those guys that the more time you give him in that ring, the better he gets. Well, yeah, but you know, going and, with the Dark Order, he he pretty much had to focus on being a team player. Yeah, but you also got to. The one thing I do want to point out is him and Briscoe never working together too. That was a pretty damn good match. <laughs> I thought. I think if they have a few more matches down the road, they they'll definitely put some butts in seats, as Tony Schiavone would say. Yeah, and then as far as the final match, look, I'm just going to say it. Uh, Carlos already kind of <laughs> elated to it. The only thing good about this was actually Stokely. It was a shit show. This was a sad embarrassment of what would be a Halloween Havoc type gimmick without the Halloween Havoc. Ooh. <laughs> Almost kind of like spin the wheel, make the deal. Yeah. it's. <laughs> yeah. yeah I... they, they could have done something so much better with this. Here's the thing. I I am not a fan of cinematic matches. <laughs> I I will give WWE this. I did think they did a great job with The Undertaker and AJ Styles. And that's the one of his I did not like. Really? Yeah. Say the Bray Wyatt John Cena, I didn't like it. It didn't really... That one was just goofy. It just didn't hit anything wow on me. This one had some funny moments. I will give it that. This one meaning the firm deletion and all that. However, I just, I don't know. I just don't get into them that much. I don't find them really entertaining or have anything that really pushes the mark for any kind of a wrestling story or a fan entertainment. Yeah, I mean. But that's me. Undertaker being my favorite of all time, of course. That final match with him. About the only thing that I really found entertaining about it was them driving around the hoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anywho. Uh, Carlos, what's your thoughts this week? So for me, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I guess my biggest thing is, like, I feel like going in a month in now, I feel like there should be more matches um, announced for the pay-per-view now. Like, I just feel like there should be more things. I, I feel like, like Tony Khan's brain's working too hard, and I, I just feel like you know, like for me, like it doesn't make any sense. Like, like I would have had Roderick Strong come back at the pay per view. Like I don't see like it's because it's like I see. I, I mean, the match was like Adam Cole and Jericho is obviously going to be a singles match, so I don't get the point of, of Roderick Strong being there right now. It just kind of doesn't really make any sense to me, if I'm being honest. Um, but again, I, I just I did like I, I thought the eight man tag was good. Again, for me, um. The thing about the AEW sometimes is I, I do like it when they have these multi-man matches because they have they do have such a good roster. And so for me, it's, it's nice to get to see these guys try to get on TV more. Um, but for me, the biggest, you know, um, to me, the best thing on, on AEW was the whole video package with Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe, and, um, and Sanjay Dutt at the Briscoe farm. I thought that was hilarious. Again, like I, I at first I hate this Adam Singh, but he's really grown on me with this with being around the, getting that Jarrett rub, I would say. Um and Jeff Jeff Jarrett on the track, just everything about it, like Sam Singh holding the baby and Jeff Jarrett playing guitar and just and then like them all in overalls and just I even thought pa- Papa Briscoe did a good job on the segment too. Like that to me was really entertaining. And that's with sports entertainment. I again I really I really liked that a lot. Um 
again, it's good to have Sheeta back. Again, for me though, it's like I'm really not into these to the women anymore because um, the the originals have got have gotten over on the on the outcast so many times. I just don't know where this feud is going. And for me, I don't even know what the match is going to be for um, at Double or Nothing unless they're going to do all all the um, blood and guts there. Um, I like the trios, the trios, the, te- the trios match again. I thought it was a good thing, but for me. Like the stakes should have been like the winner gets the gets the House of Black a double or nothing. Like it made no sense that um, that House of Black's coming out and issuing the House of their open challenge, you know. And it's like, so why are you issuing an open challenge before a match starts? It kind of just it kind of just took the stakes out of the match. Um, but but I thought the acclaim, I thought the two, I like the two teams that really shined. I like the I like the fact that you had Butcher and the Blade, um, you know, shining with um. For Skip, Skip Sabian, because that's a really good trio to actually really get more of a rub and TV time. And I like I like Mac Plaster going out, and I, I like and I liked um I like Bill. I like the fact that it was Billy Gunn, Daddy Ass, and um and Anthony Bowens fighting. Anthony Bowens has a lot of charisma, and I just think he really got this chance to shine. Um, the four pillars thing was really good again for me. Like when you were getting there, but I, I again I. For me, like I want to see Sammy turn to a face, especially getting after getting to meet him and seeing how he really took care of my friend. And just after, to me, like the whole storyline with the AEW All Access afterwards, I feel like they have a good opportunity to make him a face, and I hope that happens. Him and Ty both, but that match was really, really good. The Ricky, the um, Ricky Starks thing for me, I'm just, just kind of wondering who's going to come help him. You know, you know, just I he needs help. But again, I don't, I don't want to see him losing his push because I want to see him at the top of the card. Um, for Rampage, um, again, like I was listening, to, I think I listened to Denise Salcedo talking about it. And I do think Will Hobbs really has really good chemistry with with, with um, Luchadors, and it's probably from his time on the Indies in California. But I think it's really good. That match was surprisingly good. I could care less about Jade with her with her little squash matches. The same with Wardlow. I don't want to see Wardlow in squash matches. Like I want to see him beating real people. Like you have a big roster, don't be afraid to give them L's. You know. Um, and then, as far as I thought, I thought the Preston, Van, the Preston Vance and the um, Mark Briscoe match was really good too. But again, for me, like you had you had Preston Vance turn against his partners, leave the Dark Order, lose his mask. I, I want to see him getting some wins. I don't want to see him taking losses. Um, and as far as the um, firm deletion match, again, we were talking about a little bit off the air. I think the thing that comes from this is again, um, Jeremy Borash, who's now with WWE, works for NXT and does the video packages. I think that you could just tell that he has a lot to do with with that with Matt Hardy's you know creation, kind of re- bringing him in. I just thought the match was just really flat. Like like Hook didn't really seem like he wanted to be there. Um, the best thing about it was totally half the way you know um, you know feeding with with Matt Hardy's kids. I thought that was really great. And I had just listened to um, the Talk Is Jericho podcast with Soakley about his 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 journey into getting into wrestling. So after listening to that, um, it really made me want, care about him a lot more. Um, but the big news for AEW is congrats on the 60,000, you know, tickets sold and the big, I think it's $7.8 million, something like that, that they've already grossed for all, for all in. Um, and again, I think that's, you know, that's the biggest news, you know, coming out of this week for AEW. And I just can't wait for that show in August. And that's all I got for AEW right now. You mean that wasn't Tony Khan that bought all those damn tickets? <laughs> you know, it's, oh my gosh. And again, I, it's a guy like Alfred Kamara, but like they're showing like, all these fans should stop it. No, dude, these fans, I can't, I don't understand people wanting the demise. Like what about all these jobs for fans? And, and again, I, I, and again, you know, our, our good friend, Eric, Sarah execution, Eric Sarah execution 84, you know, like I was tracking her all week. Cause you know, she didn't, she didn't get her, she didn't get her um, pre-sale thing. And then 
she was kind of stressing because she missed out on um she missed out already on um on money in the bank um so she got her tickets on friday and it was kind of funny because i figured it too because i wish i wish when i got my tickets for revolution i would have waited because i would have if i would have waited for the third i would have got the third row seats for a couple hundred bucks because when they were trying to sell them the day of they were like fifteen hundred dollars or three and some were like five thousand now knowing how the crowd goes i wish i would have waited longer to get my tickets for for um for a revolution but you know yeah definitely yeah tony Khan didn't buy those seats and again i think fans under underestimate um the power of AEW's and um, again overseas fans you know they're they are adamant about their wrestling and thing that I don't think people realize too with AEW, it doesn't it doesn't show on Wednesdays. It comes on Fridays, but it comes on TV. It just comes on regular TV that you can get with antennas, you know. So um, they're on they're on free television. So that's something that they have going for them as well. back we're going to go over wwe's 2023 backlash results starting it off with the raw women's championship bianca belair retains over eo sky seth freaking rollins pulls off a monstrous victory over omas austin theory retains the wwe united states championship in a triple threat getting the victory over bronson reed and bobby lashley Rhea Ripley defends the SmackDown Women's Championship successfully against Zelina Vega. Bad Bunny gets a really entertaining victory over Damian Priest. The Bloodlines, the Usos, and Solo Sokoa defeating the team of Riddle, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens. And in the main event, which we... I guess you can call it a somewhat shocker, maybe not... Cody Rhodes gets a pinfall over Brock Lesnar. Why don't we start off with uh, Heather on her thoughts of last night's premium live event? Um. Okay. I really like. I was not. I kind of like not really excited for backlash, but then I, like I was. Like I, of course, I didn't like the idea of Seth Rollins going to get Thomas. Like I really didn't understand what the point of that was. But yeah, y'all already know about how I feel about that. <laughs> but anyway, the Bianca and Belair, but Bianca and Belair, what the fuck? <laughs> Bianca Belair versus Io Sky. I thought that was an excellent match. Like I can't believe you know the fans were behind Io, like because they were like chanting for her the whole time, and they like was kind of booing Bianca, and like, but it was a really good match. But like I didn't like the fact that. You know, here comes Bailey and Dakota. But when I went back, to somebody pointed out that Dakota was really kind of begging, trying to get Bailey not to go out there. Um, and then somebody said that that was kind of working into where they're getting ready to you know, split up or whatever. Um, but yeah, because it was a great match just going on, and then here they come. And I thought that was really stupid. Like, why do you even have to have the interference going on? Because we're just having a great match. But yeah, the, um, and you know, Bianca, you know, of course, she kept her belt, which I figured that was going to happen anyway. Um, and then, you know, like I said, the Seth Rollins and the Amos match, I mean, it was really actually better than what I expected. And then I love the fact, you know, that Seth got the, the super stomp, you know, off the top rope. Um, and then the um, United States Championship. Um, I, some people, you know, were saying that they thought Bronson Reed was going to win. Um, but, you know, I, I was expecting Austin Theory to retain. Um, I don't know when he's going to 
lose that belt, but it just seems like he's just going to keep it for a while. Uh, absolutely love the Rhea Ripley and Zelina Vega match. They Zelina really held her own in that match. Uh, you know, it wasn't really that long of a match for her, but I love, you know, that she got the standing ovation. You know, some people was like, well, you know, we already know who's going to win. and but It doesn't matter. You know, she's in Puerto Rico. She let her enjoy her moment. You know, it, it, I just thought it was great. Um, the the Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest. It was a great match. You know, fun match. He, you know, street fight, whatever. The weapons and getting it going. And then, you know, Carlito came out. And, oh, God, what is his freaking name? Sabia Vega. Yeah. Yeah, he came out and like, and then of course LWO and everybody getting involved and it's just like a wild match, you know. It's just like I really enjoyed that, you know. I didn't think, it, yeah, it's like okay, this, this is like okay, it's just another person that's not a wrestler. He's coming out here, he's gonna have this match, but no, I like I, I thought it was great, you know. Like everybody's just getting involved and it was great, like I said, to see Carlito and um, I really didn't know Savio Vega really good because you know I. I some stuff I don't, I haven't watched that much or whatever. But you know, it was like them getting involved in LWO and everything. I just, I thought, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, and then the Usos and Solo. I really, I was hoping, you know, of course that Sammy and Ko and Riddle would win. But like seeing the cracks then between the Usos and Solo, when you know him, Jay and uh, Solo kind of arguing. Uh, about who was going to get in the ring and then um, Sammy hitting the Huluva kick and then of course then Solo almost used the Samoan spike on Jay and then you know of course they won but then you see you know the kind of the looks between them and everything and I'm really you know curious to see what's going to happen um, on Smackdown whether something's going to be said about it or not you know because they did win but you still see the division between them um, and then you know Brock versus Cody I, you know, I was shocked kind of that, you know, he, um, that Cody beat Brock, but you know, it, it's kind of like, okay, he needed to win, you know, kind of continue his story. But you know, the fact is I was shocked at the fact that Brock was busted up and bleeding. Cause you know, a lot of people say that WWE doesn't want the bleeding on their show, you know, cause that was, I was like, well, damn, Brock's in there bleeding everywhere. Um, but like, it was cool, you know, cause, um, Brock, you know, kicked out of two crossroads or whatever, but and then Cody did. Uh, t- Cody took like what eight suplexes or something like that. But it was cool because you know Brock had him in the Kimura, and then uh, Cody was able to flip him over and pin him. So like you know, overall, it just I thought it was a pretty good show. Like it just it kind of shocked me, you know, because like I said, I wasn't really too excited about going into it. But yeah, I thought it was a good over a show. Good over, yeah, you know, overall, really good. So yeah, Carlos. So, just like my whole thing is, I, I again, I kind of, I knew like going into this, like I again that the build was really bad for the card, but I, I knew like the crowd was gonna be hot, and so for me, like I just, it just makes me, I'm gonna say like a, it was a really entertaining card, but I feel like it was a missed opportunity for WWE because I feel like they could have really put on a good card, especially when the Puerto Rican government's paying them, um, or the, you know the traveling things paying them a million and a half dollars to come out there. I feel like they should have just gotten like a world title match. I feel like the card could have just been better built, I guess, instead of just kind of feeling like some matches were just thrown together. Um, and I also really feel like I wish with, you know, the electricity of SmackDown, it would have been cool if they would have just had like, had it been like, I know it had it been like almost felt like a, like a, like a, 
like a backlash part one and night two, you know, I wish they would have just kind of used um, SmackDown two to kind of, um, kind of just have some more bigger cars. Like, again, like I feel like the crowd should have been rewarded more for, for what they brought to the, to the, to the show, because again, they really, they were the, the crowd was really the star of the show. Um, and again, for me, like, I just wish they would have kind of given them better thing to go. But as far as the card goes, like again, EO Sky, Bianca, um, I wasn't really feeling the match till I got there, but again, and that's just, again, the kudos to the crowd in Puerto Rico because they really, they really put me into that match. Again, EO Sky was made there too. Um, again, like I agree with what Heather said, like, I didn't really like the rest of damage control coming out there again, because to me, if you're playing into the logic of the match, um, they should have been, EOS guys should have been disqualified right when they came out because damage control was, was banned from ringside. So the whole logic of that, that really didn't make any sense. Um, and again, I just think EO would have looked stronger. She would have just lost cleanly because she looked all badass in the whole match. And then damage control comes out and, um, and it's just kind of like, so Bianca beat three people. And I agree with what Brian said. Um, on his show, Tap Out Talk, it's kind of like they're making Bianca to Super Cena, and I just don't like it. I'm, I'm over her. I just and I get it. Also, <laughs> has to do with WWE's booking, but I'm just not into her right now. Um, and again, for me, like they call CM Punk the voice of the voiceless. I feel like Puerto Rico is like the boy is the new voices of the voiceless because I really honestly feel like they they kind of just with their cheers, kind of just kind of talked for the for the whole WWE universe, you know, as far as. You know, like get something different with Bianca, like put it, put the title on EO. I thought it was really cool. And again, almost Moss, almost match and stuff, Rollins match. I worked last night. So again, for me, like I just listened, I just listened for the crowd reaction for, for Rollins coming out. Then I, then my thumb hit fast forward. Oops, my bad. Um, I just didn't really want to, I wasn't really interested in the match. Again, the right person won. But I think they need to just start um, building Omos up. If they're going to have a badass guy who's a free agent. I think he needs to get some wins. I just, again, for me, I would have had, if I get a booking it differently, I would, I would have gave almost a match on SmackDown and I would have let him go over on somebody else instead of losing the Rollins at the premium live event. Um, again, for me, like I went to lunch and I just, I just watched the ending of the Bronson Reed, um, Austin Theory and um, Bobby Lashley match. And again, I knew a town down was going to win, but for me too, like, again, for me, I just feel like theory coming out of his match with Cena at WrestleMania, like you're gonna give him that kind of marquee match. I just wish he had a better. I wish he would have had his own feud going into Backlash instead of just being kind of like the third wheel of the Bobby Lashley Bronson Reed feud. Um, again, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um, oh, was this is first Selena Vega and, and um, again and um, I was having a brain fart here. Rhea Ripley. That was really cool. The one thing for me, I was kind of sad that Dominic didn't come out with Rhea. Like I wish he would. I wish my, you know, my my tribal chief would have came out with this girl. Um, but again, for me, like again, after everything was Lena went through with getting with getting let go from WWE for standing up for her being being an independent contractor and being able to be on Twitch. And again, looking now at what WWE's done and letting the the stream, I feel like Lena kind of she did a lot to stand up for her fellow coworkers, you know. And I and I think that she, I was really glad to see her get that moment last night. Like for me, I feel like it would have been better. Maybe she would have been beat Charlotte to earn that kind of spot. So again, it would have been kind of more believable that she would have won. But to me, again, that was just really cool to see the Puerto Rican crowd give her that. And again, when she started crying, I started crying, you know, because at the end, because I just, I really felt like she, she, again, I like seeing, I like seeing when, when talent wins, like with Will Washington getting signed on with, with the AEW jumping ship here, but seeing him get his job at AEW, like again, I like seeing good people 
get what they deserve. And seeing Zelina get that from the crowd last night. And for me, like, too, I, I feel like Zelina, she's like a Ruby Soho for me. Like, her face sells. And I really think they need to utilize her more because she is a really special talent. And she really made me a big fan last night. The Damian Priest and Bad Bunny match, again, it was way more than I expected. Again, Bad Bunny is not an athlete like, like, a, like a Logan Paul is, you know. And I feel like for him to go out there and give that much to us, again, he could have been injured. Um, he could have got hurt or, you know, or he could have been caught himself millions of dollars, you know, like if he would have got injured for him to give that much to the WWE universe and to the fans, man, I just, I have nothing but mad respect for him. And again, respect to you for Damian Priest, keeping him safe. Um, I love Carlito. Again, he's right there with Brian Cage for me. <laughs> so it was cool to see Carlito out there. I think they just did a really good job of utilizing the legends. That was just really cool, man. And just seeing the love that Carlito got from the Puerto Rican crowd. Now seeing that, I wish we would have got poor, I wish we would have got Carlito and his brothers against against Roman Reigns and the Usos last night or something like that. I wish they would have just utilized them more for that crowd last night after seeing that kind of reaction. They get really, really been really cool to see that match. Um, and again, like it was just that was electrifying. Just see how much Bad Buddy gave. I was really really happy with that match. The Matt Riddle match with the with with the Bloodline again. I like the theatrics of the bloodline because I do think there's more coming with that. And I guess, you know, for me, I think we'll talk about that with the draft coming up. But uh, for me, like, I'm just not in that to Matt Riddle. Again, again, knowing that what he was um, suspended for, for, you know, and again, I, I, I have my own battles with, with addiction and I'm in recovery too. But for me, I wish like he would have just came back and kind of got and said, I'm sorry to the WWE universe because until that happens, I'm just not feeling it. You know, he's off doing drugs with porn stars, you know. I'm just I'm not into Riddle at all. And I think I, I need that little bit of that little bit of humility from him in order for me to get be into him. And I so again that, that matches the thing for me. The whole thing with Cody and Brock, again, I'm interested to find out what was going on with that match because for me, I'm interested to see like if they had to call the match early because of the blood. Because to me, like even the ref didn't know what to do. Like he'd even put on his gloves so like almost the match was over, you know, where with AEW, you know, you see if someone starts bleeding, they put on their gloves right away. I feel like nobody was prepared for Brock to bust open. And I'm kind of just interested interested to find out if they had to stop the match early or if they decided to stop the match early because of the blood. And again, this is Puerto Rico where they had such violent matches. I wish they would have just kind of let it go. Like again, I'm just kind of interested to find out if that had to be stopped early because of the blood. Because to me, that that finish was just lackluster. And that's all I got as far as that goes. But again, thank you to the Puerto Rico fans for making that a really special event. So uh, I actually have to agree with Carlos. For me, what really did it for this was the fans. Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen that much of a reaction. Absolutely. Uh, as far as the Bianca. Belair and defeating EO Sky. It was a hell of a fight. I did like the match, but I also agree with you guys. I do think it's kind of getting stale. I, I really kind of think what we're going to see is Night of Champions after she passes the earmark. It's gone. Um, Omos versus Seth. The only notable thing about this is that Omos actually did really well in this match. So um, I'm starting to grow a little bit of fondness for him, but I still need to see a lot more. Uh, Bronson Reed versus Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Not really even going to talk about that because I I feel the same way about Austin Theory's victories that John feels. It's just they're making them too cheap way too often. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Zelina. It, it was a really good match. I was really, really proud for Zelina. Uh, Priest versus Bad Bunny. I thought it was an okay match. Uh, 
there was just a little too much content for me. I, I don't like to see it go that extreme. Uh, and the ending for me just wasn't super believable, but they did a good job. Uh, Usos and Solo Sokoa versus Riddle, KO, and Zayn. I thought it was a really entertaining match, but uh, honestly, they could have just gone with having Solo have a match because it really was about Solo in the end. Uh, Cody versus Brock. It was a great match. Uh, the only thing I really want to say about that is, are we seeing Brock become an over guy? Where he's just helping talent get over? Oh, yeah, he's just coming back to have fun. Yeah. I think when people start getting more of the backstage info on Brock, they're starting to realize Brock's trying to help the younger talent get over to you when he is around and can help them out. As far as uh, continuing Cody's story, I don't know. I just don't think it makes sense why we had to use Brock to get Cody there. I would have liked to see Cody just kept chasing Roman to get through Brock. It doesn't make sense to get there. Yeah. It, it makes absolutely no sense. I'm, it, I thought it was awesome Cody got the victory over Brock, but it again, it just didn't. It just didn't make sense to have Brock in the story. Um, as far as the rest of the card, I'm right there with everyone. Bianca Belair, I was hoping we would have had a title change or something because EO Sky obviously was the fan favorite last night. EO was the face while Bianca was the heel as far as crowd reaction, even though that's not what they were playing to. Unfortunately... I am getting a little worried there with uh, how much longer they're going to keep that championship on Bianca because the longer they let that go and she defeats everybody, she's not going to have anybody left here shortly. Yeah, the time to do it is honestly, it's, like I said, the night of champions, it should be over. Yeah, I mean, it's almost as bad with uh, Jade Cargill over there at AEW. <laughs> the longer you keep giving her squash matches, it's getting... More and more uninteresting with Jade. And yeah, I mean, why would you want to watch that? Well, you don't. I mean, that's the exact reaction Wardlow's having, too. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just bad booking. Um, as far as Seth Rollins, Omos, I didn't really care for the story. There was no story. I mean, I like Heather mentioned a couple of weeks back, Seth Rollins is like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I believe it was alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I they're not booking Omos right. If you're trying to make him look like a a dominating giant, book him like an attraction. God damn it! Quit booking him in, in these stupid quick one up matches that aren't going to mean anything. Austin Theory, I thought it was a good call to keep the championship on him. Um. I know many people are confused as far as the, well, not confused, but not liking the fact that there wasn't much story. There kind of was a little bit of story to it. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. It just was a little weird to see a Rod guy and a SmackDown guy challenging for the new championship going to SmackDown. Um, Rhea Ripley, Zelina Vega, Zelina got... Much deserved ovation there at the beginning of the match. Kudos to her. Um, having having uh, Rhea keep the championship, though, good call. I mean, 
I for somebody you're trying to build up, it would have really not made any sense to have her drop the championship to Zelina, even though Zelina was pretty much in her home crowd. Bad Bunny uh, just keeps continuing to impress me like Logan Paul. Every time he gets in that ring, he gives so much to the fans, just like what Carlos says. And watching Carlito and Savio come out, I was... I would have expected Savio because we saw Savio in an earlier segment on the premium live event, but I was not expecting Carlito to come out and not to be punful intended, but that was very cool. The bloodline, I think we all saw that coming based on segments from SmackDown, but I'm with Carlos on that one. That should have been more of a SmackDown match than anything. There is no need to have that on a premium live event. We know eventually Bloodline's going to start crumbling. Uh, somebody, I I can't remember. Oh, I did an Ask Me Anything when I was on my way to Reno last week. They asked me, who do you think dethrones Roman? And I'm now thinking it's going to be Jey Uso. Who knows? Um, but if this, family, uh, if this family conflict keeps going, that could be the case. Who knows? We could see Jay dethrone Roman. That would be an awesome thing to watch. But and we've already touched base on the Cody. I thought it, it was the right call to have Cody win. However, I would have liked to seen Cody do it with a finisher, and not with a, <laughs> not with kind of like a. Oh, what's kind of using the momentum of a cheap win? It's like a cheap win. I don't think it was a cheap win. I just don't like the momentum he used on Brock's hold. Well, like I said, it felt off. Like again, I'm, inter- I'm interested to find out if, they, if, if it ended like that because of the blood. But again, again, if that was the case, they should have just let it go. It's not like it was on SmackDown. This is a premium live event on Peacock. Like, come on. Yeah, I, but I wouldn't call it a cheap win. I would know? call it a reverse roll up. Yeah. Reverse roll up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, but for me, like, I, you, you want to, you want if Cody's gonna beat Brock, you want to see it be a decisive win with the finisher, not like a right. win that's like a. Like it's just kind of like like a lucky like you don't want to we don't want him getting like a lucky victory was what I would call it, like a lucky like oh he luckily pulled it out you want to see him get a decisive win over Brock yeah it, along I think they made the right call having Cody attack Brock before the bell obviously you know the match never officially started and he's getting his he's getting his beat down in there before it's official I just think it would have been better like like I said have him finish Brock with a finisher. I, that to me would have made the thing a little more legitimate. Brian. And Brian Ballard actually just joined us. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey, guys, good. Um, starting to trust my internet a little more now, so hopefully they got <laughs> all the kinks sorted out. Uh, um, I seen you guys just kind of recapping the show, um, especially on the Cody stuff. You know, my one hope is that they don't, you know, just put the title, that new world title on him. I think it devalues that title a little bit since he lost so cleanly to Roman. So, you know, I'm sure you guys touched on that piece. Uh, not yet. I'm actually going to do that in a bonus episode here shortly. Oh, okay. I know I mentioned that before. I was hoping to do it before I went to Reno last week, but I didn't have time. But I am actually going to do a special bonus episode, which should air either on the the 21st or maybe even later. I'm not sure. Might even the year before, but I will keep you guys posted on that. But I wanted to say great job on that tap out talk you did last night. 
Yeah, but I, say yeah, it with I appreciate me. it. Um, Good. Say it with me, Brian. It's called oh, the Chonkla. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I was butchering, I'm sure, you know. Well, no, just like, I, I'm, I, like, I, I'm, I'm, like I'm happy for you that you that you don't know the, the fear of a, of a mother slipper. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, like I was actually, I was like, man, I got to find somebody that can give me the inside on that because I missed it when I was watching it. They explained it, but. Well, like, so like, it's a big thing, like in Hispanic culture and also like in the African-American culture, like you and your mom's going to grab her, this is going to grab her, like her, her slipper or her, or her sandal and is going to give a whooping on you. You know, like if you, if you act it up in the store, you know, like mommy, mommy this, you know, you don't want your mom to take off her chunkla and smack <laughs> you upside the head with that kind of thing, you know. It's just like like okay. back in the day, like that's how um like that's how you would get punished with your kid. I think even one of my friends was talking about it, like, and I'm like, man, I'm sure that sent some that started some you know like post traumatic syndrome for some people even in the crowd because we all know like to wear the chunkla, you know, like it pretty much like it's like a symbol like knock your shit off or you're really gonna get it. Like if I have to reach for my shoe, you don't want you don't want any of that, you know. It's like a it's like a warning. <laughs> that makes a, a lot more sense. Yeah, which could be. The, the sandal off and I was thinking of Austin Powers, you know, like who throws a shoe, honestly, you know. Oh no, like because he didn't even didn't even didn't Angie hand hand her chunk letter ray at, at WrestleMania too to beat Dominic with it. Yeah. That yeah, like so like, that's where you should have got the clue. That's the it's like it's Mexican culture, like give me like give me the shoe to beat beat this kid's ass. Like it's chunkless it's like that's called the chunkla. <laughs> that's funny. You know you don't want the shoe to come off. You don't that's when you know shit, mom's serious. Time to go. Oh yeah, that's like that's like the middle name, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. Yep, exactly. The only thing I say I can relate chunklo is a fat joke, that's all. So but oh, that's interesting. See, I didn't know the term either, so thank you for clarifying that, Carlos. Yeah. So, how's that pronounced again? Chunkla? Chunkla. Chunkla. Okay. Chunkla. Cool. Don't, wor- don't worry, Carlos. I know what it is. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, see, I just got the belt back in the day, so. <laughs> oh, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the Mexican black version of go pick your stick kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the switch. <laughs> the uh, switch, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see, me and Will, we just got the time out. Although our mother did spank us a couple of times, but our father never did. He always sent us right to our room as a timeout deal. Because he was always tired. Well, that's true. But there's so funny gifts. There's funny gifts. Oh, William, I bet. What was that? <laughs> I said who got, got more trouble between the two of you guys? Oh, I got punished more. That's exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I see. I can see John being the favorite. I'm, I'm the favorite. I'm <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! I wasn't. I wasn't the favorite. I was just more intimidated by my parents than anything. I usually learned my lesson, if not after the first time, usually after the second time. Yeah, I was the kid who always just jumped in the deep end first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Fuck it. Fuck it, bro. Uh, now we're giving our listeners a little more info on our background. So you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, uh, we're gonna take a look. But for me, with the with the whole Cody thing, for me though, like like I wish Brock would have won, just because to me, like if, so now if I don't, because I don't want Cody to win the world the WWE world title, and that's my fear. Like if he was to, if he would have lost last night, I would have had more. I would have had more um, hope that he's not gonna win the title, and that's gonna be Rollins. So having him win last night has me fear of like, oh my god, please don't put that. I agree with you 100%. The um, I feel like it would devalue the title if, again, Cody was to win. 
Um, I card. feel like it needs to go to a seasoned guy like a, a Randy Orton or a Seth Rollins or somebody like that. Yeah, I agree. You know, so to me, and that's not that's not Cody's story. His story is is beating Roman. I think he needs to be the one that does it. I'm calling this whole thing the Cody Rhodes detour. So, you know, John, we might want to title that video that or something clever, right? But the Cody Rhodes detour mode, because I feel like we're on a big detour. Call it this stupid booking by WWE, like making a guy get his come up in 101 <laughs> dumbass bullshit. Motherfuckers. That's what I want to call it. Wow. <laughs> okay. taking, the, taking the fans for granted one more time. It looks like I'm chapter gonna, seventeen. Looks like I'm gonna have to go back doing the warning for the podcast again, thanks to <laughs> Carlos. So, uh, <laughs> Hello. You, one of those disclaimers: the opinions of Carlos do not reflect the entire wrestling fans' insight team, <laughs> even though we do, <laughs> you know, make a disclaimer. Uh, yeah. That's otherwise, funny. otherwise, Carlos is gonna give us the chunkla. Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> I was thinking otherwise Vince will flip a switch and shut us all down, right? Probably. Like, there, there's, there's, there's funny gifts of like, of like a mother like taking it off and throwing it at the kid's head. Like mothers, like that, they have like the, they have the aims of an axeman with those damn things. Like, <laughs> oh, we better. Like there's some, there's some great gifts of it. Like with the bomb throwing and shoot against the, against across the room and hitting the kid right in the head. <laughs> Uh, while we're at it, I think we're going to take a small little break here. And when we come back, we're going to go over the 2023 WWE draft results along with our mock draft results. Most recently, we've gone through WWE's 2023 draft for Raw and SmackDown, which every name, including those NXT talent that are sitting in the back, waiting to hear their name come on the stage. And we actually had a fair share of NXT talent get called this year. Uh, Without any further ado, though, we're going to go down each brand with the names. Uh, why don't we go ahead and start off with Monday Night Raw? And understand, I did not rate these in any particular order, just because of the grouping for some individuals that were called separately. So, for Monday Night Raw, the following names were drafted: Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, Seth Freaking Rollins, Imperium, which includes Gunther. Giovanni Vinci, Ludwig Kaiser, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, Andy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Johnny Gargano, Apollo Crews, Sonia Deville, Chelsea Green, J.D. McDonough, the Maximum Male Models, Natalia, The Viking Raiders with Valhalla, Zoe, eh, Zoe Stark, Rhea Ripley, and The Judgment Day, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, The New Day's Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, Trish Stratus, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, 
Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Alpha Academy, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, Akira Tozawa, Dana Brooke, Emma, Riddick Moss, Indus Sheer, which involves Jinder Mahal, Veer, and Senga, Los Lotharios, Nikki Cross, Odyssey Jones, Piper Niven, Tegan Knox, Zaya Lee, and ring announcer Samantha Irvin. Uh, Carlos, what's your thoughts on Raw's picks? I think with BB, I had to talk about the whole job. Um, for me, I thought, you know, Cody Rose was a good pick. Um, I I just wish, I wish, like, again, talk about the whole job. I just wish, for me, like, there's just a couple things. Like, I wish Natalia and Shotzi would have been dra- would have been drafted together. Because to me, like, if you're going to try to build up the tag team division, like, it would have made more sense to keep them together instead of have them be drafted apart. That really didn't make any sense to me. Um I thought Imperium going over to Raw was a good choice. Again, I just wish the Brawling Brutes would have followed them. I wanted Imperium and Brawling Brutes on the same on the same on the same thing because I wanted to see Shamus finish his story, and I want Judgment Day and and LWO on the same brand because I just feel there's still a lot more story to be told there. Um, but again, for me, I think I think having Seth and Cody over there is the right call. I think for me to like again i think a lot of people are back because cody's not on, on the raw brand but i think cody eventually wins either money in the bank or he wins the royal rumble um and he eventually gets to go challenge roman uh the thing i wish too was i wish there was general managers because i wish that would have just made more sense but again to me i feel like both brands looked really strong i do like jd mcdonough going over with the judgment day because i feel like maybe he's enjoying them that's what the rumors are um I love seeing Katana and Chance get their call up. Again, I like seeing um, Indy Hartwell get the call up. But to me, a lot of this just smells like Vince McMahon's in charge. You know, and again, I, it is what it is. But to me, I just would have liked to see those storylines finish out more on NXT instead of, I think Vince just probably was impressed with Indy Hartwell coming back down. So, scrapped her, damn it. Um, and then I guess we'll talk about the free agents more. But again, to me, it's a, it's, it's a good call. And for me... The big thing too was seeing Shinsuke Nakamura come over to Raw because since he's been in on the main roster, he's always been a SmackDown guy. So I am excited for him to get drafted to Monday Night Raw, and I think that's a good change of scenery for him. Brian, well, guys, in case you didn't know, Veer is coming to Raw, <laughs> so we'll start those promos again. Um, ultimately, I'm going to say I think Cody and Seth, as Carl's mentioned, it, it's a good thing for Raw. Um, those two have what's going to be rooted as a long-term rivalry, right? We think back to his return at Mania with Cody being the mystery, and then that amazing, uh, the famous pectoral match, right, with the Hell in the Cell. So it's always been Cody and Seth. So I do think if Cody's going to be on Raw, it has to be with Seth, and I think that that could be our world title matchup. But I, again, would like to see Seth grab that belt. Um, ultimately, I think there's going to be people that will benefit on the raw side. Um, I think old shaky Nakamura could have, you know, revitalized his career a little bit. So um, I think, you know, um, Nakamura could, you know, be in a better fresh scenery. Cause I think he's gotten really stale on SmackDown. So I think that m- could be good if they want it to be. Um, I would have liked to see Kerry and cross go over there as well, but you know, they chose to keep them on the other brand. Um, the other thing I just want to kind of point out 
was, you know, we've seen a little more NXT talent get drafted up than I really planned for or expected. And I know we did that in our mock draft and we were kind of having fun with that, um, which makes me wonder the future of NXT. And I kind of mentioned, um, you know, is it going to end up being the NIL version of NXT, you know, and are we just going to start seeing all these college elite athletes in the NXT brand, which would make it feel more like a, the minor league development system instead of a kind of a side, you know, system. So those are just some of my initial thoughts. Well, really, that's what NXT was to begin with, was supposed to be the WWE's version of the NIL. And for whatever reason, after the first year they did it, that's where it seemed like it just became a sidestep. And then at one point, I believe it got way bigger than the main roster for quite some time. Yeah, I agree. And that's... and that's it'll reset that clock. And Sorry. that's that's something that uh, WWE really lost its focus on was keeping NXT as the NIL part of their brand, and I think it hurt them in some ways. However, I think they finally are toning it down a little bit and getting it under more control and making it seem like that's what it should be. I think this was the most amount of NXT call-ups we've had in a WWE draft so far, unless somebody can correct me on that one. No? No. You noticed the same thing yourself? Yeah, there were way more. I'd I'd call it a solid 50% more than we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Heather, did you have any thoughts on Raw's overall drafting? No, I really don't, because I don't remember half of what they... The trap, I'm sorry. But I mean, I, yeah, about the NXT talent, I really wasn't expecting that many to go up. But I was happy for you know the ones that did. But it was a lot of them, and then like the whole thing with the the, the tag championship, you know, then they did have the match on NXT, you know, trying to determine. I didn't understand that, but yeah, I don't rem- remember most of the ones. But um, yeah, I think that, but like the whole thing with the bloodline, like somebody said, like keeping the separating them, but then they ended up on this both on SmackDown, which I know you're talking about Raw, but that's really all I remember. <laughs> so, All right. Do you have any thoughts on the overall, Will? I really don't. I'm just, I'm curious to see what they go with at this point. Oh, I do think they made a few good changes. One, bringing Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler to the red brand. That's really where they should be. Um, the same thing with the Viking Raiders. This needs to be a dominant a very dominant and violent team, and that's SmackDown is not dominant and violent type brand. It's a family brand. Um, the the New Day is probably the one that I think might not be the best fit for Raw, but I could be wrong. Unless they do something with Xavier going more into the singles, I I don't know. I just don't think the red brand was right for him. Well, I think I think that has to do with I think because I think they've been talking about Big E might be ready to come back, and so when he does come back, they're going to put him in the feud with Gun. Oh, oh, did we lose Carlos? Can you hear me or no? Yeah, now we can. Oh, I think the part with New Day going other is because there's been talk that I think exa- that Big E might be coming back, and when he comes back, they want to put him in a feud with Gunther. So I think that's the reason. And then you have New Day versus Imperium at full four. So that's why I think they got drafted to that brand. No, that, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, I don't know. I still don't see 
I, I just have a hard time visioning the new day being for Red Brand, but Carlos Carlos does provide a good point there. So um, why don't we go ahead and go through the SmackDown picks, and this is like what many of you have mentioned. This is the interesting part. Drafted for SmackDown, the Bloodline, which was only consisting of Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman, but also drafted separately, still to the same brand, the Usos. Then we have Bianca Belair, the Street Profits, Hall of Famer Edge, Bobby Lashley, the OC, which consists of AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Mia Yim Meechin, Damage Control, Alba Fire, Isla Dawn, Hit Row, Lacey Evans, Austin Theory, Charlotte Flair, the LWO, which consists of Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Zelina Vega, Walking Wild and Cruz del Toro, Asuka, The Brawling Brutes, Karrion Cross and Scarlet, L.A. Knight, Shotzi, Pretty Deadly, Rick Boogs, Cameron Grimes, Tamina, Grayson Waller, and the announcer that transferred over, Mike Rome. Why don't we uh, start with you, Brian, your overall thoughts with uh, how SmackDown fared on this draft. Yeah, so um, I think there's a couple things there that stuck out to me. Uh, one, they've got a pretty deep uh, mid card, which is really good for that brand. Um, you know, guys like I mentioned, you know, the Carrying Crosses, the Austin Theories, those kind of guys. Um, and I feel like that's going to be nice just to watch that development. Also, um, this is something I kind of just noticed overall, but really I see it on SmackDown. Um, the drafting of potentially trio tag teams. So, I don't think the WWE would want to go full on, hey, we're going to create a trios title. But I do see them saying, let's use our old school free bird title rule and actually start having tag teams take advantage of that. We could be in the modern day free bird tag title era where you have teams like Judgment Day, LWO, eventually New Day, Brawling Brutes. I mean, so I would kind of almost like to see them take advantage of that a little bit. And maybe we can um, do that a little more on SmackDown with some of the groups. And my final point, um, I do think it's a little crazy and ridiculous that they drafted the Bloodline and then they drafted the Usos, which to me, I'm like, if you're going to draft the Bloodline, draft the Bloodline. But those were some of my initial ones. And I don't know if you were here earlier in the segment where I mentioned I did a Ask Me Anything deal on my way to Reno and somebody asked me who I thought should dethrone Roman Reigns now. And my answer was Jey Uso. And I was just assuming the Usos were going to get drafted to SmackDown and finding out Monday they did get drafted. I think that might be the direction they may head again is, once again, they're going to have Jay challenge Roman in a main event and possibly dethrone Roman of the titles. I'm not sure that's really going to what's happened, but that's what I would like to see happen. You know, I am a fan of that uh, story and... um just because that's long-term storytelling, right? So, I mean, that would be almost a year or so, even further out, you know? So that's, I think that would be highly smart if they did that, and I'd be impressed with the long-term booking aspect. Yes. Um, Carlos, what's your overall thoughts? Can you guys hear me right now? 
Yes. Okay, good. So, um, for me, so, again, like, to me, like, I think the reason they drafted the Usos and, and Roman and Solo's difference is they're, they're, trying, they're trying to get into our minds that there is friction in the bloodline and there's going to be separation. But to me, like, that didn't need to happen in order for that to be done. So I really think they should have just been the same draft pick. Um, as far as the SmackDown for draft, I didn't think Shossie deserved to be drafted as high as she did. I would have rather seen like a Grayson Waller go into that spot instead of him being drafted on the after show. I think he deserved to be a main pick. I do like the fact that Edge and Roman are on the same brand because I feel like when Roman's not there, then then Edge should be there. And so I think that you and I even think with Brock being a free agent or whatever too. I think like utilizing the part timers on the same brand to where when one's not there, the other one is, is a smart way to utilize them. And so I think that that was smart to put them on the same brand. I do like that SmackDown has more main event stars. Like, again, like with, with Lashley going over, with, with Nakamura going over to Raw, it's good to see Lashley come back, finally come to SmackDown, because he's been on the Raw brand ever since he's been drafted. So I think that was a smart move too. Um, again, to me, the whole thing with Rhea and Charlotte on the same brand, I think it's good, but at the same time... Our- Oh, we lost him again. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, and Charlotte, are you? Am I there? You're you're here now. Okay, I feel like we're, like we're just getting filler in the women's division until we get with Charlotte and Bianca. Um, but overall, like again, and to me, I think people are overreacting with the Cody Rhodes thing being on a separate brand. That's the one thing I wanted to touch on. Now that we're talking about SmackDown, I do. I is and a fan asked me too, like who? How do I see Cody? One of the people on Twitter asked me yesterday. To me, I think if The Rock's coming back to to wrestle Roman, which I think he has at WrestleMania, I think you have Cody. I think you have Cody win Money in the Bank, and then he then he goes over to um to SmackDown after SummerSlam because I think too with Cody and Seth being the two biggest faces, I think they do have a storyline right now. But I think eventually you want to separate those two because they are the two biggest faces in the company. And I think you don't want them on the same brand long term, but I think short term is fine. But if but if Cody doesn't win that money in the bank in that SummerSlam and let's say they can't get the rock, then I think Cody enters the Royal Rumble next year as number one or two, and then he wins the Royal Rumble again back to back. But I think Cody's the one to dethrone Roman eventually. And we lost him again. Uh just- you still there, Carlos? Oh, uh, now he can. Like, but like to me, I like again. I just think Cody's. I think Cody's just on on Raw temporarily. Um, I think eventually he goes. He does go over to SmackDown. I think that is his story. I again to me, I would if I'm booking it, I would have you know like. For example, <laughs> like um, Solo tries to help Roman, he fails. Then the Usos come out. Like Roman thinks he's they're gonna help him, and then they turn their back and they let Roman go on, on his own. Because if you're going a storyline, Roman left them out to kind of hang on their own at WrestleMania. So I think them them paying Roman back and letting him letting him stay on his own at SummerSlam, um, you know, to kind of face Cody. Then Cody eventually dethrones Roman. I think that's the storyline. And then if I'm booking it too, when 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 Cody comes over to to SmackDown, I would trade back the Brawling Brutes over to Raw. That's And then Shamus gets to finish that story with Gunther. But I think overall they did a good job. I'm kind of interested with, with the with the free agents. I know we'll talk, probably talk about that next. But I would like to see with the free agents if, if they just um, might kind of blurred the lines a little bit. And maybe they, if those guys don't 
get picked up somewhere, maybe they, they get their releases, you know, kind of blend reality with, with the kayfabe there. You know? But overall, I think, I think both, I think both brands did good to the draft. But again, I think this, this draft was long overdue because I think both brands were feeling stale. And so again, and for me, I, I like, I like having different brands. So I hope, I hope that they stick with it. They don't, they don't, after this tournament, I guess they restarted, but I hope that they keep the raw and SmackDown stars apart. Um, and again, I, I want to see different brands. And so again, I'm excited. I think this, this was a fresher breath there that both brands just really needed. I agree. Um, I do like one thought though, having Cody go to win the money in the bank and possibly dethrone Roman. If that were to happen, I think that's going to make some history there. Cause I don't think any WWE superstar in history has had a one calendar year where they would win a Royal Rumble, win Money in the Bank, and win the big championship all in that 12 yeah, months. Yeah, and, 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 and Cody calls a shot, you know. And Cody, instead of, you know, doing it like, you know, like a cheap victory, he calls a shot and says, I want Roman at SummerSlam. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be, that would make one hell of a story right there. For and sure. for me, I, 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 and I think too, like with people with The Rock, I think like to me the bigger storyline, you come back for WrestleMania Hollywood, or you come back for the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania. I think if The Rock's going to come back, he comes back for WrestleMania 40, and like I, that's for me again. If I, if I think that's to, to me like that's again, I think if on my own judgment, it's like again, if, if if The Rock's coming back, you have Roman and Rock WrestleMania 40, no title needed. If The Rock's not coming back, then maybe. <laughs> Yeah, if that Cody um, aspect happens, I'm definitely going to have to maybe go up to Detroit just a few hours up the road. Most definitely. All right. Will, did you have uh, any thoughts with the overall dress for SmackDown? No. No? (laughs) Heather? (laughs) No, I don't have anything. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) let's bring up the more interesting part here. Um we're going to talk about the free agents that are officially listed. As everybody knows, Brock Lesnar with the quote error per contract negotiations quote. He is a free agent, so he can appear on any brand at any time. I think we all know how that's going to play out. But let's go through the rest, rest, eh, the rest of the list of free agents. Heather's odds-on favorite, Omos. Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Von Wagner, Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Elias. And this is the one that kind of scratched my head because he's still technically NXT, but considered free agent Zion Quinn. Uh, Brian? Yeah. All right. Try to uh, try to make some sense out of this for me. So the free agent thing, and that's the thing I think, you know, uh, the free agent thing didn't make sense, right? They didn't really lay out the rules of free agency. Um, to me, there's some guys, if I'm a general manager of a brand, I'm picking some of those free agents in my draft, right? Like I'm grabbing them. Um, and then some of those names that come out, you know, I'm like, what, what did we free agent them to? The unemployment line? You know, they were undrafted to that. So it's weird that we took some talent that was like not as known and drafted them, even in the supplemental draft, right? 
But then there's guys like Adolph Ziegler that go free agency, but yet we have an Odyssey Jones, I believe, who was in a supplemental draft. So you're telling me a guy like Dolph or somebody like that or Amos is not worth a supplemental draft pick. And that the logic behind that doesn't quite make sense to me as it, you know, taking a general manager approach, you know, you can't tell me that um, some of those up and coming NXT people are just hot of a talent that they're going to override some of this season talent for your brand. So that's kind of my initial thought. Carlos. I agree with Brian. Like, like to me, like if, if you're, if you're like, it's like we're talking about the street poppers before, if, if I can draft, if I can have Dawkins and you know, like, um, you know, why would I take Dawkins too? I wouldn't just take Montez Ford. So you like, if you're, if you're, if you're a general manager or you have a sports team, you're going to want the most talent. So I think the one part that was missing in this storyline was like, okay, they should have said, they should have been, for example, okay, like SmackDown gets 50 draft picks and Raw gets like 70. And then there's going to, then you can pick up to, let's say, let's say they should have said you could pick up 20 in NXT. So that way there's, it makes sense to why there was this, these undrafted people, but the NXT drives me. It makes no sense why Zion Quinn and and um what's his name um come tuesday bon wagner would would uh would be wouldn't be drafted unless they just said okay you can only there was just they should have just announced these are the superstars you can pick or not so there's just little parts of these that don't make any sense to me and to me like i already said previously i would like to see if if they they kind of blurred the lines and it's like okay you guys this is your chance to like you know, and that's what even Sean Ross Sapp maybe said too. Like maybe these are the guys that are on their last chance, but that should have been that should have been said. You know, these are the guys that could be be seeing released. So either they they show up or they ship out. You know, and I think that part of the storyline would make sense, but it doesn't make sense from a GM for perspective or free agency why you wouldn't want like a former world champion like Dolph Ziggler on your brand who could like take up time and, and carry TV matches. So there's just certain elements out of it that, that don't make any sense. Like it was an, it was a nice try, but it fell short. <laughs> Heather, did you want to give some two cents on this or not really? <laughs> um, well, okay. Well, where did y'all get your list from of the, draft because when I looked on WWE.com like they don't even have half of what y'all were talking about. This is where the list came from. <laughs> well see like the, um, when I look it says free agents all it's got is almost from Safa Ali, Dolph Ziggler and Von Wagner. Well you're looking at the one end you gotta like I think the no, re- that, that was just that was just I think that was just the Smackdown down. Yeah. But yeah. then because then after Raw they announced a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you might be looking at the night, the night, the, the, the night one results. Cause then after raw, they announced a lot more free agents. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I suck. So yeah. <laughs> 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 also, 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 also the technician to your house. After they come to my house. <laughs> <laughs> on, Brian's, on Brian's credit card. Don't worry. He's got us. Wow. Wow. Heather, I, I get the feel that you would like almost as general manager of the brand. That you like. oh, yeah, <laughs> almost your manager. There you go. But the one thing I would like, I would like to see, I would like to see um, Baron Corbin, Zion Quinn, and Von Wagner have a little stable. I think that would be why not? Why not? Let's throw let's throw let's throw shit against the wall and see if it sticks. Why not? <laughs> Do we have oh, to no, go I see with what the you're smell? talking about. I was looking at yeah, I see what you're talking about now. Shit. Okay, my brain's not working right today, y'all. <laughs> I think you just see. Um, I think you just see the names like Omos and and Von Wagner, and you just like your body just like just, like you know, <laughs> like 
I don't see that. Okay. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I, I like, okay, when Gershon Waller said that he was being drafted to SmackDown, he had that whole the promo thing. Like, he said he he was like, I did this all on my own. I don't have nobody to pick me like that. I thought that was cool. <laughs> Yeah, but to me, like again, that should have been. I, I would like to see that on SmackDown instead of instead of the Smack Talk. Like, uh, like again, that's to me where that could have been. That should have been. He should have had Shotzi's spot. Yeah, <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart get around. <laughs> uh, Will, did you have any thoughts? Absolutely not. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just waiting for this to get out of line again. No, I'm back now. <laughs> I do want your guys' thoughts on something concerning one of the free agents. I've seen reports, and I just I can't get it out of my head now, and that Vince views Von Wagner as the next edge. Oh, and I just I now it makes me almost Ugh. not like Von Wagner, you know, not that I was a huge Von Wagner fan. Right. But now I'm just like, OK, now I'm really not into this guy because of that report. And I know I shouldn't do that. But and no, Vince, has been, Vince has been hot. I didn't hear about the acting, but I know that like, he's been one of Vince's things for a long time. So that's why I feel like with these with these free agents, it's I think it is kind of reality blurring you know yeah. storyline because it is i think these are guys who are kind of like on their last chance so i think with von wagner it's like they don't they don't have there's nowhere for him to go, go in nxt so they're gonna put him as a as a free agent but at the same time like you guys are the writers you're the ones that no nope um there he goes again i'll, I'll tag in um so <laughs> Von Wagner, I guess for me, he he reminds me of Buffalo Bill. You guys remember that old Silence of the Lambs movie? Yes. I I can't get that out. I'm like, he just got has that kind of creepy, you know. And I know that's, you know, he can go in the ring though. I'll give him that. The he guy can put lotion on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <I'm Von> <laughs> so, uh, the one thing I do want to bring up, and this is kind of the funny part, is the affiliation. Of three superstars in this free agent list that could potentially be affiliated with MVP. Bobby Lashley got to SmackDown. I I think it would make a good move to get the Hurt Business back together. I mean, to draft them all to SmackDown, put the rest on Raw and see what they can do. I mean, you can have, you can have the Hurt Business versus the LWO versus... Versus the, um, bloodline. the bloodline versus the um, the 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 um, AJ Styles group the what do you call them? The OC, the, yeah, the OC. Like that, right there, you have gang warfare. That would be back to like the old like Bariquas versus you know like the nation. Like, why not? Let's do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that idea, John. Yeah, I don't. When I was looking at that list just now, I'm like, wow, how did they miss this opportunity? It, I mean, that was just a head scratcher to me right now, but yeah, I think, I think it's a Vince thing. Cause I think, I think, cause I think Triple H, if you remember, they were starting to do the whole, and they were doing the whole thing with MVP in the background, talking to talking with Cedric and them guys. And then yep. he went out there with them, even when they fought, I think they fought the, um, the, um, Alpha Academy. And I think when Vince came back, it all just got dropped. Another thing. There's is, no chance in hell. Right? <laughs> yeah. Almost, damn it. Almost WrestleMania. 40, yeah. 
Ruthless aggression, boys. Ruthless aggression. Anyways, <laughs> I'm uh, not doing it. <laughs> Chicken. Okay, like it's the particular fortitude, right? That was yeah. the thing. He lost the airport, damn it, and people see as a superstar. Anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation. All right, move on. Oh, sorry. So, let's know, man. That was sad. Sad clown. Hey. Sad face. Sad emoji. Sad face. <laughs> sad emoji. <laughs> sad face with the heart emoji. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right, well, why don't we just go ahead and wrap it up. This do our top tens? Are we doing top tens this week or no? Do you want to do top tens? Will's shaking his head, which means he's probably not going to want to do it, but I got a top ten if you guys... I got a top ten. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Whoa. <laughs> no, no. We're, not go- we're not going that far. We've already talked about Brian's technician. We don't need to do anything else. So. Thank God you got the words right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a top ten, Heather? No. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming Brian probably more than likely doesn't, so... I do not. Yeah. Okay. Well, Carlos, you and I will do a top ten. How about that? All right. All right. Who do you got for your... Why don't you go ahead and just do your ten to one? Sure. So, for number ten, this week I have the acclaimed. Uh, for number nine, Stokely Hathaway. Number eight, we didn't talk about him, but Dragon Lee. Um, number seven was J.D. McDonough. They had a really good match at, on uh, NXT for J.D. Sendoff. Number six, Jeff Jarrett, Saddam Singh, Jay Lethal, Sonny, um, Sonny, and then Bart, Bart Briscoe and Papa Briscoe. Number five, Damian Priest. Number four, EO Sky. Number three, Zelina Vega. Number two, Bad Bunny. And then number one was the crowd of Puerto Rico, baby. Oh, wow. Our top four is so similar. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to get thumped by the AEW only fans and um, I apologize nothing hey, it was it was it was a week for it was a week for WWE yeah, yeah I mean I, just, know, it is what it is despite the improper build up to their premium live event they I'm sorry they did pretty good so without but any it's also about the crowd that crowd that crowd wins it over man I mean there's yeah. been times where AEW's had the hot crowd too and I've been all AEW for a week so yeah the crowd dictates it it does Without any further ado, my top 10, number 10, Mark Briscoe. My number 9 went to Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. Number 8, Solo Sokoa. 7, Willow Nightingale. 6, Austin Theory. 5, went to Lucha Brothers and Vikingo. My number 4 went to EO Sky. My number 3 went to Bad Bunny. My number 2 went to Zelina Vega. And my number one went to the Puerto Rican crowd there. The nice, Backlash. heck so, yeah. Yeah, they definitely, uh, the Puerto Rican crowd definitely were the stars this week. Bringing all, oh my gosh. Bringing all of that energy, not just to SmackDown, but to the premium live event the night after. That That is very hard to do back to back. And they brought it. So, um, yeah, I can't argue that at all. That's a was an amazing crowd. Yeah, and Brian, I know we're short for time, but uh, did you have any shout-outs for this week? Um, you know, I did my shout-outs kind of on Twitter to everybody. So, um, yeah, I, off the top of my head, I do not, but I kind of threw them out there uh, last night. No worries, no worries. Uh, Heather, do you want to give some shout-outs? No, I don't have any. Just shout-out to everybody that listens, and thank you for all your support. All right, Carlos? Um, just, you know, like everyone, um, just the usual people, you know, NWM Machine, Vader from Wish, Inferated R, Sarah, 
um, Jay Henry, um, Patrick, um, Carolina, you know, those guys who've been supporting us. We appreciate all you guys for tuning in. Um, shout out to Ted the Hillbilly Heel if he's on, on Twitter anymore, guys. Just go check out The Hill Truth every week. It's a great podcast. Um, again, just thank you to everyone who supports us. We appreciate all you guys. Je- oh, Jess and also um, Sarah, your wife, you know, she tunes in and joins us too. We appreciate her, Corey, um, and Amber too. Thank you guys. Will, did you have any? Uh, no, I'm kind of with Heather on this one. <laughs> with- no, the dog eat their, their dog eat their homework. This <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, I want to double down on uh, Carlos's shout out to Ted. He'll be he'll, I, every time I want to throw him in my Twitter shout outs, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's taking a break. So that you know, but I do you know miss seeing him out there on Twitter. Yeah, and I make sure I catch all of his episodes as they release. I haven't had as much time these last few weeks to listen to everybody, but. I uh, do know I do plan on trying to make sure I even go back in the archives and do my support to each and every one of you. Always want to say thank you to each and every one of you that do support not just me, but my entire team. But I do want to give some really big shout outs out there. One, especially to Gil Mary Gomez. I am planning to do a future episode with her experience being at the Backlash pay-per-view. Um, shout out to my brother here. He just turned 41, so happy belated again, Will. Uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out. Shout out to shout out to my wife Sarah, who right now is in Las Vegas, who just tore it up there at the women's nationals bowling tournament. Great job, babe. And to my mother-in-law who's been bowling down there as well. This is her. Did, did she did she just stay in Nevada for the whole week or did she come back home? No, they left Friday. So sure. we were only home for like <laughs> Wow. Three and a half days, and then she went back out. So, uh, but I uh, also want to shout out to Fan in the Van, um, Sage Dup, also known as Sage Alvarez on Twitter. Shout out to Carolina, Carol Bucks. Also, a big shout out to Ted the Hillbilly Hill as well. He's always supporting. We've been texting back and forth each and every week. Um, big shout out to the Wrestling with the Truth pod. Uh, also known as Wrestling with the War this year, um, BC, who's kind of taking a little slow solo. Jay apparently is going to be out a little bit, so I hope eventually they'll be back together again here shortly. Also want to shout out Above the Ring podcast, Austin Boyer there with the Wrestling World, and each and every one of you that do take the time to listen to us because there's thousands of wrestling podcasts out there. But we always appreciate any kind of listen you give to us. So uh, without any further ado, thank you, Lipson, for hosting our podcast and providing it to every platform out there. Uh, Please also visit our website, www.wrestlingfansinsight.com, to find us on your favorite audio platform. We're available on Good Pods, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Ghana, YouTube, and more. If you like our podcast and want to be notified of our latest releases, Please subscribe on our page, WrestlingFansInsight.com, or whichever audio platform you listen on. And if it's possible, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd be happy to read your review on any future recordings we do. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter. Carlos, you want to give your Twitter handles? Yeah, so I'm at... Carlos is at Abmat Seats, the LOS 77. Also, uh, I have my, my nonprofit, which is Conquer the No. And I'm also on Instagram. Instagram is um, Rainbow Goodness underscore. 
Brian? It's at the Brian Adkins on Twitter. Heather? It's uh, Bama Girl underscore the number four underscore EVA Bama Girl forever. And it's Roll Tide, bitches. <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. William? <laughs> worth, worth your mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> at William Hoppy 8. <laughs> <laughs> and you can reach me at WF Insight Podcast. And if you're on Facebook, just find us in the groups, The Fans of Pro Wrestling. We we're also experimenting with our website, thefansofprowrestling.com. Uh, be patient. We're just testing out a few things. But please go there and check it out. Kind of tell us if you there's things you like or things you want to see. And lastly, if you'd like to leave us a text message or voicemail, our number is one three eight five three six seven four seven seventy. We hope you enjoyed this week's programming. We'll be back next Sunday. 